welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, doe? Let's start this shit off. First off, we got a lean. What up? We got a lean in this motherfucker. Let's start this off by saying happy birthday to the God. To the God. Yeah, you know I'm saying whole fifty. That was crazy. Fifty. Let's go, ho. <laughs> Y'all niggas can't be serious right now. I'm the all-time heavyweight champion of flowers. I'm leading the league in at least six statistical categories right now. Best flow, most consistent, realest stories, most charisma. I set the most friends, and my interviews are hotter. Holla. Shout out to Hove, man. Uh, greatest Hove memory you have. You've seen him live a couple times, right? Only saw him once. So watch the throne jump, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My greatest. It would have to be when I heard when um, Blueprint came out, and I heard the takeover. Because mm. you know, as a Nas fan, how did that make you feel? I I didn't think it. I thought it was. I thought it was dope. Mm. Um. I mean, I ain't got no dog in that fight. I was that was between them, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, as a as a sample junkie, mm-hmm. I like I like that uh, he used the doors five to one, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was that's got to be my just just the first time hearing that. That's that's got to be my greatest memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to Hove Hove is fifty. Um. That's that's crazy. Like for him to still be able to perform at this level, and I mean, as sad as this is about the sound, and niggas still care mm-hmm. because there are plenty of artists rock him, uh, Big Daddy Kane, Big Daddy Kane KRS One, LL Cool J. You feel me? And LL Cool J fifty. He if he's not fifty, he's close. He's uh. Just the older generation of yeah. hip hop niggas actually caring about you know them, like as as far as them turning their age and them if Hove Hove is still doing real arenas by himself, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like so, I think a lot him. of that is uh yeah LL is fifty one, um, Damn. I think I think a lot of that is due to the fact that that, and I think we've said this before. Like Jay Z is what every rapper wants to be, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who came from the streets, started selling dope, started mm-hmm. rhyming, and became a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that's what keeps him relevant. It's not just the music; it's his place in the culture. Mm. Mm. I agree, wholeheartedly. Shout out the whole, you know, you know, happy birthday. Uh, how you been, Aline? Been good. How, tell me what happened with the episode. Somebody flagged it. Somebody flagged the 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 post. The post. Uh. And it was like it was flagged for bullying, and I was like, "What?" Little Teddy committee. It, it gotta be little Teddy committee. I'm like all the jokes, all the dick jokes I post. LTC. All the all the <laughs> all the memes. I'm like, and that's what gets people mad. I'm like, this is sick, man. This is sick. How you feeling about the feedback from the episode? <laughs> First of all, we yeah. got called some idiots. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just want to have fun, bro. Yeah, yeah niggas don't care about that. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, like, don't you know they make you can get milk? I was like, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought it only came with pregnancy. All right, all right. I ain't about to say. Yeah, I knew. I did not fucking know. I did not, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She told me that. I was like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know, didn't know. And this, this episode little kid got me in trouble. Because uh, <laughs> he driving and it was like uh how could I how could I put this scene up? You know how say you say you got in trouble in school. Right. And your parent is reading back what the teacher said you said. Oh. <laughs> so she driving and I'm just sitting there and it said, uh oh he was like yeah, because Corey and I, we send each other uh, Ooh, the women man. pictures. Oh, I was man. like, for research. <laughs> for research. <laughs> I looked up, she was like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm. 
my bad. <laughs> and it was like, it, like, like you know, towards the end of the episode, we really wasn't talking about shit. Nah, so like, nah, we, we just went on a tangent. But I forgot that that was in the episode. So before that, I'm like. Yeah, you know, you just turn the rest of this off for the last twenty minutes. You don't really, we don't really talk about nothing. So they get to that, and I, I get the slow look, like, mm. I was like, for research, for research, that was strictly the alcohol talk. <laughs> I was like, oh god, he did not eat. This <laughs> nigga did not edit. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going down. Bruh, <laughs> I'm going yeah. down. The balls are flaming. Yeah. The titty, titty warfare. Hey, yo. I got Bruh. some. Y'all some idiots. Yeah. Some, I was like, ooh. We got, I feel attacked. Yeah, right? <laughs> we got attacked several times. Oh, my God. You know, this week's episode is um, a little, a little dope one I put together. So, we're going to start it off with the legends. A tribe. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. You gotta say the whole thing. And I'm back. A tribe called Quest Award Tour. Mm. Oh yeah. Sookie sookie now. Sublime. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Niggas, take off your coats. Ladies, act like gems. Sit down. Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario and Dreddy on the Momo. Ludicrous mm-hmm. and speedy or infectious with the slow okay. Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo. And I never end the quest to get the paper on the paper. But now, let me take it to the queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. All the residential questions who invade the air. Hold up for a second, son, cause we almost there. You could be a black man and lose all your soul. You could be white and blue, but don't prep the road. See, my shit is universal if you got knowledge of all or Delta for self. See, there's no one else who could drop it on the angle. They're cute at that. So, do that, do that, do that, that, that. Alright, so, um, this is off that third album. Mm-hmm. Um, we're 26 years removed from this song coming out. Yep, 26. 26 years. How would you feel if the song was remade by an artist of this generation? And uh, who? Who could do it? I, I wouldn't mind it. You mm. know, I, I'm, like I said before, I'm not one of those dudes that are like, oh, a classic got to stay a classic. Because mm-hmm. everything is a remake. Exactly. Um, Let's see, who could do it? Hmm. Um... It'd have to be somebody who, see, nobody, ah, I don't think anybody mainstream makes fun records anymore. Mm. And I think it's due to those, like, trap beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, man, that's a hard one to call. Our fun comes through the trap. There is no partying bullshit. Unless you, unless you have, you consider the ones that people have dances that accompany the songs. Um, only one I can think off the top of my head, and this is only because of because of his video, the baby, mm. his new video, Bop. Mm-hmm. That shit is tight. I like, I love that video. That's, I mean, nobody makes fun records anymore, mm-hmm. so I can't, I can't see, I can't think off the top of my head who could do it. I think YBN Corday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, you Addison know Pat. Anderson Pack would probably be the yeah. best one. Um, I did end up listening to that YBN Cordae. I do like his music. I knew you would. I was. I was. He, he's yeah. cut from that cloth, which yeah. is really weird because he's younger than younger than me. He's younger than all of us. Mm-hmm. So I think Anderson Pack because he yeah he has fun on his records. Mm-hmm. Like did, <laughs> he made a song about getting hit while driving. Bro, I I heard the album. It's like a it's like the end of a song or an yeah. interlude or something like that. Yeah, he like crash. He crash. Yeah, but uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he be the best one. Mm. And with the uh, what is the Free Nationals? Mm-hmm. Have them on the band on the back part of it. I mean, I I if I'm correct, I feel like Lupe did something, or was it um, reminisce over you? 
He did do something by tribe, and it didn't go over well. It didn't. It didn't at all. A lot of people was pissed. Lupe. Lupe's weird. Yeah, he's a whole ninja now. Yeah, <laughs> wow, this guy. Yeah, bro. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of kind of weird. But uh, next up, we got Jizza living in this world. I'm sorry, living in the world today. Off of the liquid sword. Yeah. 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 Shadow like a black jewel, trick. My rhyme gross weight be the two combination Was too heavy for the Chevys and chased out the station Double edge was the guillotine that beheaded and gassed up Fucking with some regular and lettuce shit This is a real life genius, Ted Talks and all Is he the first artist to really express his genius using it beyond hip hop? Yeah, if he's not the first, he's one of the first Because that was 95 I mean, you had guys like the Poor Righteous Teachers, X-Clan, um, KRS-One, but they like they just did everything on records. Like, like I'm trying to think along the lines of like um, <clears throat> uh, Pimp C, you know, he, he teaches, he either teaches or he taught a class, an actual class on hip hop. At, Pimp uh, C? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Bun, Ooh, bun? Bun B. There we yeah. go. Ooh, ooh, wrong one. My bad. And he's still... Uh, Rice. Rice, Rice University. University. Yeah. yeah. So, but I want to say, I think all of them kind of started doing that around the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Jizza, uh, yeah, the genius, was one of the first ones who folks were like, oh, okay, he's, he's not just talking, you know, black power, knowledge itself. He's talking physics. He's talking metaphysics. And then he actually took that, and I think he's taught at universities, the mm -hmm. TED Talks. Um, he gives out scholarships to kids every year. Yeah. Like four yeah. or five kids or some shit like that. Um, Pretty dope. That's amazing. Ooh, tanks for the kids. Yeah, he's one. I, I'd, I'd give him, I'd give, he, I mean, like I say, if he's not the first, he's one of the first. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't think we'll, we'll see anybody like him again. You don't think so? Not mm, maybe not for another 10 15 years, and that's coming up through hip hop, but not actually utilizing hip hop to talk about things other than hip hop. Like, he was he did hip hop, and mm -hmm. the his knowledge came through hip hop and mm -hmm. the his love for science and all that. But when he did TED Talks, it has nothing to do with hip hop, exactly. Exactly, it's mm -hmm. almost like if Jay Z did a TED Talk about business, mm -hmm. if he did something like that. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's one of the first, if not the first, to to really talk about anything other than hip hop mm -hmm. in front of that audience. Yeah. And you know what? You know it's kinda crazy. The audience possibly don't even know him for Wu Tang. Yes, exactly. And that's what I like about like for example, uh Michael Eric Dyson. He just put out book. a book on Jay Z, mm -hmm. but you know he put out that book on Nas, mm -hmm. um, somewhere down here. Um, but he he you know he examined um, Illmatic, but it's like a lot of a lot of rappers. They they are social scientists. Mm -hmm. They tell their stories. It's just they don't have the avenue to tell it to an audience of PhDs or mm -hmm. an audience of people not in the culture for mm -hmm. the most part. Mm. Yeah, here, um, I, I definitely got to get that. I was, the audio book, it first, it's forwarded by Pharrell, mm -hmm. but the audio book, if I'm correct, I think Nick Cannon does the audio mm. portion of it. Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, I, I thought that was kind of weird in a sense, but it's like, that's only because my generation knows Nick Cannon as the dweeb. He's always been that way. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like you associate. We always look at Hope. That's like when uh, Khaled and Khaled got with Jay. It was like, eh, yeah. you associate with yeah. him. Like, <laughs> Whose man's is this? Yeah, he's looking at doofus. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, I mean, no, no disrespect, but I mean, like, that's how we all looked at DJ Khaled. Probably, like yeah, you make good music, but you were annoying. It's just like how people looked at Clue. Clue was annoying. Like yeah. it, 
the the echoes, the the talking over the records and stuff like that. That shit was annoying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, normal people. Right. This is a normal people podcast. So you know, normal people. We just Wait like I'm trying to say normal people podcast. What? What? Mine ain't normal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next topic I got coming up is a doozy. Uh, yeah. Be sure to check out Laptop Chronicles <laughs> on all streaming platforms. The podcast available. <laughs> Cause Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Uh, man, that's not what we got. We gonna keep it in the family. Wu Tang Clan, Hollow Bones. Smoke a bag of black and feel the vibe. Born to be wise, be born on the rise. The corner mean five horns in the sky. Stone on the slides. Young niggas racing. Smokers is basing. You see the eyes laying up. Playing the cut. What? Stay in the truck. Something told me dumb. This is off the W album. How did you feel about this Wu album? How does it compare to the debut album from the group? Well, <clears throat> after watching the show and realizing, you know, like what what happened, cause cause their whole sound changed after everybody's first album. Mm-hmm. And I watched a documentary, and and they was talking about how you know contracts came in the in the play and all of that. <clears throat> I thought I kind of the Wu as a whole. After the, I mean, the debut album, the, I don't think there'll be anything like that ever again. Mm-hmm. The way they just hit the ground running, and then, but once, once everybody, after the second album, uh, it, it just it didn't sound the same. It didn't it didn't have that same feel, mm-hmm. and that's what they talked about in the documentary is that it didn't have the same feel because they had money, mm-hmm. and money changes everything. So, it, listening to it with forty-year-old ears now, I I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But listening to it back then, I wasn't really checking for it because mm-hmm. I was a big Method Man and um, uh, Raekwon fan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's that's who I was listening for, like on an individual level. What what album is this? This album number two for him? Who? Wu Tang. Oh, this is no, 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 no. This is like three, four. This is like four. Let me see. Yeah, Wu Wu Tang Forever. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually my first real introduction to them. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I remember Gravel Pit, um, protecting that to jump off. Like this is Rap City. For me, mm-hmm. like coming home, it being on Rap City, and that's yeah. when I really knew who the Wu Tang was. So this is year two thousand, and I remember my sister is a big uh, Wu Tang Method Man fan. So I, you know, I, I fucked with him off of this. I know a lot of people didn't really care for this album, but as you say, you know, you, you love it as you get older. Mm-hmm. So is this like their American Gangster if you compare it to like Hov? For you, like people not really liking it and catching <clears throat> on later. I think uh, I'd say. See, I like the American Gangster. I'd say Kingdom. Come. I mean, not yeah. That's what I meant. Kingdom Come. Yeah. This this there. Kingdom yeah, because people hated Kingdom Come. Yeah, they I did. was like, well, this shit kind of slack. Mature. Yeah. yeah. You know, people just hate shit just to hate it. Next up, we got Common featuring Nas, Ghetto Dreams. Dreams. Ghetto, ghetto dreams. Ghetto niggas dreams. Cinderella fancy, but she still look good But naked in the kitchen with the pancakes But she tricking off the dough that a man makes We got our own handshake, her titties ain't fake Fucking in the car, cause we just can't wait to get home Early in the morning, getting stoned Pretty with her eyes low, money by Bible Come to writing rhymes, subject matter be changing too quickly at times So I keep it strictly about dimes and stick to the story Call me a pro in the pussy category Explicit experiences I shouldn't mention For me getting women turned from sport to addiction Powerful women playing the roles of submission Lawyers on leashes, congresswomen inflicting The year is 2011 mm-hmm. This song is off of Commons, the Dreamer and Believer album The collaboration was surprising because it's a whole decade later And they finally collaborated now 
As a Nas fan, do you think this was too little, too late, or right on time? And what common? Well, let's let's start with that. Was it too little, too late? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I think Nas is. Uh, he's under. I say undervalued as an artist. Because, mm. I mean, he's done collabs, he's put out albums, and people completely sleep on him. Mm-hmm. Um, that last album was good. And he has a a, a, a storytelling song on that joint. You about Cop Shot the Kid? No, no, um, not Nas. Common. Oh. On Common's latest album. I think it came out with a book. Um, he did put out a book. No, he put out a kid's book, didn't it? No. Nah, that wasn't a kid's book. It okay. was talking about him getting, like, touched. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I didn't get that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> not gonna lie. Well, see, I think Nas is undervalued as a... Uh, if you would put him in like the tier of more famous, more well-known rappers, mm-hmm. Common is undervalued completely. Mm. People, you know, because I think a lot of people hold on to when um, <laughs> when him and Erica Badu mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. a thing, and he went on right. Everybody think he's still wearing the the uh fucking the checkered knitted, pant, the yeah, knitted, yeah. knitted hat and instead of real. <laughs> hey, that woman, she be putting it on people. Yeah, but um, um, excuse me, I don't think it's too little, too late, because people don't check for common like that. It's almost like we was talking about being a um, um Lloyd Banks fan. Yeah. You gotta check for Lloyd Banks. Mm-hmm. You gotta check for Common. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's like, like if I'm driving down the street and I'm bumping that Common album, if I'm bumping anything by Common, I'm a Common fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't nobody gonna pull up like, yo man, what's you know what's that playing? Like they gonna be like, oh that's nigga, Common. That's old nigga listening. To yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Hey, uh, but yeah, the song he has is called Fifth Story. Um, LaKaylee forty seven is on it. She does the hook. Is it's a very, very good song. Okay. Um, <clears throat> if this wasn't on Common's The Dreamer and The Believer album, what Nas or Common song would this best fit on? I mean, what album would this song best fit on? Um, for either one of the artists, I'd say it would have gone best on Nas's album. Uh. The one with the wedding dress. Uh, 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 life is good. Yes, I think it would have went good on that one. Thanks. Hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Just based on his verse. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a bonus track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In a pussy category. Yeah, I, I think that would be perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Um. This is going great. Uh, next up we got B.I.G. Brooklyn kicking the door. Biggie. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, this goes out to you. This goes out to you and you and you and you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you. You, huh? Your reign on the top was short like leprechauns as I crush so-called willies, thugs, and rapidons. Uh, get in that ass, quick, fast like Ramadan. It's that rap phenomenon, don't dada, fuck papa. Doctor, call me Francis M.H. White intake like toast, tote iron Was told in shootouts, stay low and keep firing Keep extra clips for extra shit Who's next to flip on that cat with that grip on rap? The most shady, Frankie baby Ain't no- Biggie's up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2020 with Whitney Houston uh, And Rufus featuring Shaka Khan <coughs> Now my question is with having two to three albums, do you feel Biggie deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? My man, probably gonna get torched for this. I said no. Mm. He mm. just doesn't have enough music. I think I think the conversation was the the greatest of all time rappers, mm-hmm. and we like to throw Biggie and Pac in there because 
you know, sadly, both of them are dead. Mm-hmm. But I think with I mean, because if you look at it, Big only had two albums. Mm-hmm. He only had two albums. Yes, they were. One of them was was a great debut album. The second one, it was good, and I think we hold on to it because unfortunately he died. Mm-hmm. But I don't think two albums is enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. I think he's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of his standing in the culture. Mm. Which, I mean, says a lot because it's not just about the music. It's, I mean, to me, you know, I think that's something you do is you look at it, not just the music, but what that person brings to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, the fact that we hold on to, to him and it's also kind of um, um, kind of a uh, it's like a a, a mystery mm-hmm. you know we still don't know who killed him or anything like that that's that's always going to be a question mark mm-hmm. but I think that's he he's going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame cool deservedly so but I don't think I, I wouldn't Say he if you had a vote, you wouldn't. I wouldn't have voted. While we're here, uh, Wax one hundred, Wax one hundred, uh-huh. Wax one hundred is saying that Nipsey is not a legend. Um, do you agree, or do you disagree? Um, I it pains me to say it. I agree musically. Um, mm, that's kind of a hard one. Because like like a lot of people, I I had heard of Nipsey, but it wasn't until I was getting I was getting my uh, tattoo done, and my artist was a huge Nip fan, and he was like, listen to him, listen to him. So I finally listened to him when Victory Lap came out, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh shit. And then I went back. Mm-hmm. Um, his, I think he's more of a legend. Uh, he's not. He's not gonna be a legend for his music like Jay Z, cause Jay Z got what ten albums? Thirteen. Thirteen albums. Mm-hmm. I think Nipsey. He's he still got the same amount of albums on the mixtape circuit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more of what he was doing for his community. That that's what makes him more of a legend, almost like Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, that is a very good comparison. Yeah, you know, and it was like he he knew who he was. His authenticity is what is what people are holding on to more than anything. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's like, I'm not I'm not saying this is not who I am. This is who I am. This is where I come from. This is what I'm about. But I'm also about uplifting my people. Mm. He put his money where his mouth is. He figured it out. Yes. He figured it yes. out, and what and, and the information was still tangible for us. Mm-hmm. And it still is. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at uh, something. There's a, uh, a black bank called uh, Grind Bank that is running out of his Vector 90 mm-hmm. um, in uh, California. And I think stuff like that is what makes him a legend for the for the people for the community matter of fact i started watching that that because it was it was whack 100 and blueface yeah well right before that i was watching a little clip that kev mack was interviewing uh monster cody okay and you know monster cody was from the eight eight trade gangsters and they mm-hmm. was you know beefing with the with the rolling 60s and all mm-hmm. that go back he he was there when it started mm. and so he he was saying that he really didn't know who Nipsey was he was in prison at the time when he heard what happened he said he had to go back and he was listening to his music but he's more holding on to what Nipsey was doing in the community mm-hmm. he was like that's what I hold on to more than anything he was a good human yeah a good human being. Yeah. Um. He was actually doing a Vector 90 out here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It was going to be one in Baltimore. It was going to be L.A., Baltimore, and another city. Mm-hmm. And they, they were going to do the same thing with the Vector 90 and stuff. It, I mean, by no means are we taking anything away from him. But, I mean, a spade is a spade. And uh, we had we had this. I had this conversation with Savage. 
and you know Savage is a real big uh, Nipsey fan, and I enjoyed was in on that conversation too. And you got to throw examples out there just to see how far this, like how we can do it. I didn't consider him a legend because of the music wasn't it wasn't there, like how we measure a legend like lyrically and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the midst of the conversation, I asked. Oh, because Jordan was like, um, Biggie. If that's the case, Biggie shouldn't be considered a legend, too, because he had this certain amount of albums. But then I list, I said, is MC Hammer a legend? For what he, musically, no. What he did for the culture? Mm, Let's think about this, though. With MC Hammer, the tours, the world tours. Uh Uh-huh. The amount of records he sold uh-huh. and his influence on the culture as right. far as like dressing, clothing wise and stuff. Right. So with that being said, is he a legend? Not like basing that off of what uh Wag One Hundred was saying about Nipsey not having um doing world tours and his numbers not being in numbers while he was alive. Mm-hmm. Can we use that same model for MC Hammer? Um Cause MC Hammer got what one album, right? No, he got he got about five, but it was two of them. Two of them were commercial, were like commercial mm. hits. Okay. Um, matter of fact, I went to when I was living in Germany. I went to that uh, concert. That shit was, bruh. Really, man. Can't it, touch this story. Yes, I yeah. mean, I can. I can still see it to this day. I was about maybe ten. Yeah, I was about ten, eleven years old. And when I tell you that the entire stage was nothing but it was dancers here, here, up there, here, here, on this side. It was musical instruments everywhere. I mean, it was color. It was lights. It was fireworks. I mean, it was a whole ass production. Mm-hmm. And um, it was amazing. Um. But to get back on track, um, let's see. I think you have to look at it. I mean, we say the same thing with basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, Jordan, Jordan, you know, greatest Jordan and, you know, younger people. Nope, it's Kobe. It's Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up in the Jordan era. Mm-hmm. Um, my pops will say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. which, not, you know, you look at the numbers, it, it, I mean, is Wilt Chamberlain the greatest because he put up 100 points in one game? You know what I'm saying? But he was also nine feet tall when everybody else was three feet tall. Yeah, he was. was You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you can put up 100 points. Hook shot. Yeah, I bet you can do a hook shot. So I think you got to... Because if you look at it, really, Nipsey has a lot of albums. Mm-hmm. Mixtape albums. Yeah, and that was another thing that when I when we were talking about the conversation, I said the only thing I I I personally said I wouldn't consider him a legend musically. Mm-hmm. Everything he did with the community, yeah, like yeah, that, right. But I I was saying that um, I don't like how people totally disregard his mixtapes as not being a body of work. But that's that comes from I think when we first met, I think we we, we kind of talked about it because to me a mixtape was somebody going down the hot nine seven mm-hmm. and just freestyling on beats mm-hmm. whereas I think like you had like that piff and like artists started using mixtapes as a way to put out music outside of the record label mm-hmm. so I think the the idea of mixtapes changed yes Probably around like, it was oh, like oh four oh five yeah something something like yeah. that. So I never really got into mixtape because to me that's not a mixtape. Mm-hmm. That's just oh I'm just gonna get some beats and just put this album out and I'm gonna sell it myself mm-hmm. instead of going through the politics of the business. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a tough one to call. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with with Wack on that one. Mm-hmm. Musically, traditional music standing, he's not a legend. Mm-hmm. Because technically, he only had one album, mm-hmm. one commercial album. Mm-hmm. But in the streets, 
He's a legend. Mixtape game, mm -hmm. what he did for business the business model, is everything. The, uh, the selling mixtape for a hundred dollars, piggybacking off of the guy selling cheesesteaks for a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Holding, yeah. the, you know, smart. He was. Yeah. He's a very intelligent man, bro. And, yeah. You know, God rest his soul. Next up, we have uh, Outcast. Who the who? Hey, dog. I'm in Philly. Damn near every week. It's time I have my random meeting with Andre 3000. Everybody in the city is meeting this motherfucker. Now, come to find out, he's actually recorded, or well, he was filming a, a, a movie out there. Yes, and um, apparently the movie's going to be really good. Yeah, uh, Dispatch from Elsewhere. Yeah. Um, He plays a... Uh, a spy? A secret agent, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um... They brought together as secret agents after discovering a puzzling, I'm sorry, a puzzle hiding just behind the wall. Yeah, they actually have a behind the veil of everyday life. Surprisingly, none of the scenes show Andre 3000 playing the flute. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. Uh, but yeah, everybody's got these fucking pictures. It's like real random because I follow like a lot of Philly hashtags on IG. And it's like, oh, I met Andre 3000. Oh, look who I ran into. Like, bitch, where, where this nigga be at when I be right, in the city? Right, like, exactly. what the fuck, bro? But, um. He ain't down on Market Street? Yeah, bro. Pull up on me. Pull up on me. Pull up on me. Um, I like to say this, though. I feel like at this point in my life, I can admit that Big Boy is the better rapper. Yes. Than him. And we only think different because Big Boy is more accessible to us. With new music every couple years. Mm hmm Side note, somebody on That's a newt. Oh yeah, my shirt is uh <laughs> oh, no, don't get me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a shirt, it's a shirt. <laughs> uh, somebody in one of my Facebook groups said who who was a better rapper? And they actually tried to make this argument. They tried to say, speaking of Philly, who's better? Black thought or Andre 3000? I've never been a big Black Thought fan. Wow. I never... It's not in the fact that I didn't like his music. I just never listened to it. Yeah. So, like, when people talk about, oh, he's so nice, I just was like, okay. Right. Because <laughs> I... And to me, I consider Black Thought, Fonte, um, just completely under underrated. But, um, you know, that's... I, I like that about, about 3000 mm -hmm. is that He's not He's not out there Like he did his thing musically And Big Boy has said this Quite a few times That um, Dre's chilling mm -hmm. Like he's he's just living life And I think that's the good thing Like a lot of A lot of people Kind of Kind of mess up Their legacy Or mess up What they Try to build musically Because they keep trying to force it mm -hmm. I think uh, Wu Tang, particularly Method Man, mm. Red Man, I think Jay Z, Nas, um, I think those are some of the artists who can continue to make music and it still be relevant. Mm -hmm. And and they, it's not like they forcing it. Mm -hmm. And I and even Big Boy, because mm -hmm. his last album was tight. Nobody, a lot of people didn't listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I've always thought Big Boy was a better rapper. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like people just you don't hear the music often mm -hmm. from Andre Three Thousand, so it's like, oh man, he's he's the greatest of all time. I, when I hear that argument, I'm just like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't see. It. It's not taking anything away from it. It's just I don't see it. Like I, mm -mm, not mm -hmm. at all. Nah. Mm. Ironically, speaking of Outkast, my boy pointed this out to me the other day. Did you know that Players Ball is a Christmas song? Yes, it was on the the the, the face, face Christmas. Uh, yeah, totally forgot about that. We were sitting around, and he was like, "Yeah, it was a Christmas song." And I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, think about it." And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, totally. Puffy directed that. Yep. Yeah. And 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 what's his name? Mama House. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, man, these dudes really started. Yeah. Um, next up we got Killer Mike. Bang. Yeah, motherfucker, I'm back from the dead. Driving like a bat out of hell in the rain. Mm. Cup priest classic. I spit acid. I don't rap ringtones. I flow classic. I am dirty south hip hop. What's happening? Shoot shit talking. You ain't in the battling. You know I let the gun go like a Gatlin. Favorite fucking rappers. I am embarrassing. God in the building, nigga. Ain't no comparison. I don't need swagger. I'm just arrogant. Martin Luther King tried made in his way. And I've been real G I'm kind of disappointed that people didn't pay attention as they should to Killer Mike until he started running them jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, this album particularly, he has the intro is like probably the the one of the best intros that I've ever heard that spoke to me personally of doing what I want to do, doing what I need to do. Fuck everybody else. Focus on what you gotta get done. Mm -hmm. He's a great lyricist, Bruh. and I don't, I don't. It's just, it's so, it's unfortunate that people don't give him his flowers. But again, a situation like Nipsey, he's a gotta figure it out. He yeah. he figured it oh, out, man. and people are now giving him his flowers for what he's doing in his mind. Yep, and the music is second to that now. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I got lucky when uh because the whole world when that song mm. came out um I was in I was in the military on September 11th cuz you know that's that's what that song was about yeah. and I think you was telling me that yeah. you told me that and then so I heard that and then I ended up moving to Georgia mm -hmm. so being down there in Georgia helped me listen to cuz that that was around the time when um I pledge allegiance to the grind was out. Mm -hmm. This is that that's on that's a sequel. Yeah, this on the sequel. And folks was like, "Yo, here this, here this," and I'm and but it was a Georgia thing. Mm -hmm. I, and like like you say, nobody outside of like if you knew about it or pretty much if you was outside of Georgia, outside of Atlanta, outside of most of the you know South, you wasn't checking for Killer Mike. Um, but I think now. Now it's it's like it's like like you say it's the same thing with Nip. He came out there, he's beating his chest, and he's telling people, "Hey, this is what's going on." He's great, great political mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. Did you see him torch uh, everybody on that revolt panel? I uh, yeah, he pretty much it was like the big brother like comment your little brother and little sister down, like bro, relax. Both of y'all shut up yeah. because such such such. He he lit everybody mm -hmm. up. And um, and I know you saw his his thing on Netflix. Trigger yes. warning. Oh yes. my god, I love that. Yeah, I, I kind of got. I was in Philly when I was working in Philly. I just sat in the break room and watched this shit. Bro, it was that great. shit is immaculate. It's great. Church of sleep. And you know day. what's crazy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was just looking up the uh, Crip Cola. Yeah. Um, Exotic Pop is producing it. Okay. Um, Exotic Pop is out of Houston. Okay. Um, they 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 get like all like a lot of the uh different sodas from different countries and like limited sodas and discontinued okay. sodas they get they yeah. get all of them yeah i like it's i like it's, and the fact that you know he's he's really out here in the streets mm -hmm. you know telling people not telling people but showing people like you got to get your own mm -hmm. um but I, it, it's like it's like i was saying it was like nip a lot of people see what he's doing in the community mm -hmm. and then they're going back like wait a minute let's listen to him mm -hmm. what he was saying Cause he got on, I think one of his greatest verses is on that Ti, um, um, Forty Acres. Oh, the fear. Uh, no, no, no. What's us, what's that mixtape? Um, yeah, it's something us. Us versus them. I think so. I think I listen. I just listened to that song. Uh huh. But his verse on that album, I'm just like that shit is incredible. Now I'm kind of thinking like, damn. I hope. I hope. Mainstream Fox News don't get a hold of this. Ah, uh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. my man is like, yo, fuck white people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know, like he said, uh, kill your master. When they dying and they crying and we screaming hallelujah when them crackers ass why say we did it for Lumumba. Mm. And then, you know, in history, the the powers that be um, actually did set up to kill Patrice Lumumba. Um, Who is that? Um? He he was a leader in the Congo. In the in the sixties, 
and he was the first president of um, the Congo. Okay. When it was a liberated country. And the thing about, I don't know if you pay attention to geopolitical news now, but you know the Chinese are taking over Africa. Okay. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, they are taking over Africa, and just like it's always been, they're gutting Africa for the resources. Mm-hmm. And so when you had, when countries like, um, like we've always heard of like these revolts and these coups and you know things like that in Africa and a lot of them are always sponsored by another country i.e. the United States and what the CIA does mm-hmm. that's what they do is they send people in there to to start uprising to you know discombobulate things so when these countries were breaking free from colonial rule they were nationalizing their own resources they like look you know ironically um right now I know I'm going off on a wild ass tangent, but it's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that, like when that church, when when uh, the Notre Dame church burned in France, and mm-hmm. everybody was sending money and feeling bad. There were a lot of people, me included, who don't feel bad for the country of France. Part of that is because French, former French colonies, have to pay to stay free. France collects. billion a year from their former French colonies. We're talking Cameroon, Haiti, um, Algeria. So it's not like these countries are poor because they're poor. They're poor by design. Mm. And so, you know, what happened with with Lumumba, you know, in a lot of those um, countries, when they became free, they said, look, Y'all want to come dig out this gold? Y'all want to come get these diamonds? Y'all want to come get this copper, these minerals, these things that the rest of the world needs comes from Africa. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all want to come get it. Y'all got to go through us, the people. And countries like the United States was like, mm, nah, we'll just kill you. Mm-hmm. And they killed Patrice Lumumba, one of, one of many, many leaders who was murdered, assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, I don't say I said a whole lot, but that's why that that verse on that album, that's why that that sticks out because I understand what he's saying. Like, hey, they killed Lumumba. I don't feel sorry, you know, when a, a gunman runs into the the airport in Belgium and shoots it up. King Leopold II murdered almost fifty million Africans. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear about that. You hear about Hitler. Mm-hmm. King Leopold existed before Hitler. And King King Leopold was from Belgium. Mm. So it's like, do you really feel sorry for Belgium? Mm, not when you look at what they did to our people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah, I say all that to say, Killer Mike, man, he he's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, all right, bro, this, this you know... And that nigga's a nigga. Yeah. Like, All day. And that nigga definitely got some guns for your ass. So yeah. You go ahead and try them. Yeah. Yeah. It won't end up. It won't, it won't be good. Yeah, not, not at all. Shout out to Killer Mike. Next up, we have... Um, I can't wait to uh, go back to edit that because I, I want to hear all of that again. I'm definitely going to look that up. Okay. Uh, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, um, I definitely will highlight that as the uh, part in the um, episode. But that's so we got ODB. Um, shimmy, shimmy, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You can't even sing. Growing up, I never realized this nigga whole second verse is just a first verse backwards. Well, thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> it don't sound like you knew either. Uh, bro. <laughs> 
That's genius, bro. And and, and it's and, and it's a finesse. It's definitely a finesse. <laughs> Yo, you know what though? But that just that just speeds into yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I just sent you something. Right. Um, Yo, that's wild. But you know what though? Cause it was uh, I was watching something, and they were talking about like. ODB constantly had to be punched in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might have been one of the songs where he just he wasn't writing or nothing or something. he was too high to rap or something. <laughs> so they was like, fuck it, you know what? We'll just do it backwards and we'll make a whole song. <laughs> I, yeah. I, but that, yeah, okay. Wow. Shout out uh, next up, we got Witch Doctor, Suicide Bomber. Nation, I got word that you wanted to see me quickly. Right. <laughs> quickly. I possess reps with intent to distribute what's on the menu. Plus some live, plus some category five. Plus some live, plus some category five. Plus we live, plus we category five. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this about about Wish Doctor. Um, I think he was one of the early. One of the early rappers on um, uh, the Dungeon Family, mm-hmm. and he he got overlooked. I think Outkast came out and kind of overshadowed him. Um, but I always liked Witch Doctor. He was a uh, five four five four three one five four three two something. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was released on Cartoon Network. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. How the hell did you get there? Um. Man, Car- Cartoon Network. They they have a a, a thing built. Um, a hotel. Was, yeah, I passed it when I was leaving my sister's house. Um, it looks amazing. It's gonna be open next summer. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think unfortunately, man, which which doctor got overshadowed by uh by Outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks, man, because he he was. He has some dope ass rhymes, you know. Um, he was in the Dungeon Family. Uh huh. Yeah. He was just a solo. What? Didn't he have the first solo? He had the first. Yep. First mm-hmm. solo joint from out of the Dungeon Family. Yep. Huh. Yep. And then um, Outcast came out and kind of, kind of, it was kind of a wrap for him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start. We have Method Man Takao. Take a look in the sky Method man on some shit Niggas call me the block Cause my style comes back to hop and turn style Pay your fear If you can be in the chair You can bet out Get severe on the double I arrest it I don't look for trouble I'm already trouble You bastard Got the wicked clothes that I crafted I'm on up a deadly venom stab And be nasty by a How do you rank This with the rest of the solo projects Coming from Wu-Tang members? Um, I, I love that album. The Cow Biscuits, um, Meth vs Chef, um, and then of course that album gave us the greatest love song mm. ever. But it wasn't on that album though. It was you know that was a, that was a single. Um, but to me that was that was the the best um the best solo project. Out of everybody who went solo, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Who's Street Life? He's just one of he's just one of the rappers in that that came up like um. Shaheen. Uh, uh, I would say not so much Shaheen. Um, but like, I think he's just a dude that that met the man knows. Kind of mm-hmm. like you ever heard of Socrates? Yes. He's down with with Redman. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think he's just one of them guys like, oh, this is my group of rappers. This the dude that rap with me. Because he's on All, All I Need. Yeah. 
world. Believe me, nothing make a man feel. Hmm. I never heard that before. I never heard the original All I Need. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I mean, compared to the remix, it wasn't yeah, that ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to, um, you know, just for Christmas purposes. Hello, Cool J, Jingling Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was going to play, I was listening to Snoop. Pat! Death Row Christmas Day. I don't know why. Listen, shout, wait, wait, wait. Shout out to my man, Bobby. Bobby loves that shit. Bruh. He loves that whole fucking album. Man, he loves that shit. I like that song. Mm -hmm. but he, okay. <laughs> Tell him. Straight to the girl. How often are you playing LL Cool J's sophomore album, Walking with the Panther? How often? How often? Like, no. out of... Okay. Uh, che referred LL Cool J music as living room rap. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Sorry, Al. <laughs> I'd say the only, yeah, because the only songs that really not that aren't living room rap, actually, it still could be living room rap, <laughs> is uh, doing it. Mm hmm. And the, and the joint with, with Boys to Men. Um, oh, shit. I just drew it. Um, hey, Love. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you, and pink cookies in a plastic bag. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, damn, I'm in backseat of my Jeep. You know, LL is a perv. <laughs> Pretty disgusting. <laughs> Dirty old nigga. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, uh. That's dope. We're just going to go to the nuts. Next up, we have, uh, my guy. We have Traded Truth, Yeah Ho, featuring Problem and Little Ball. Huh. Hey ho, and that nigga wake up, I get dope. When I get that, next day get mouth. Go and ask if a nigga on if he ain't shot. Best thing I'll be like, yeah ho, yeah ho. They gon' be like, yeah ho, yeah ho. They gon' be like, yeah ho, yeah ho. They gon' they gon' be like, yeah ho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I listen. I'm talking like the gang that T.I. ripped for. On the gangster shit, like I was Pac when he was still bro. King off in these streets, I got it locked, cause I won't let go. When it come to Houston, it's understood, it's the West O. All I know is get money, flip the station, and plug the safe. Take a jet to Cuba to find me a plug and put in place. They told me it wasn't safe. P90, same color race. If that bitch next to my waist, I cosmetic construct your face. Hey, you looking like a coupe with the top blown. Super Bowl like Janet with the top gold. They sample about about it on this. Which I love, and uh, it's like I just feel like that's such a dope hip hop beat. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like Bout It Bout It gets enough credit from up here music. Um, but uh, what do you know about Trader Truth? Are you familiar with his music? No, the only thing I'd never heard of him until um, his picture was painted mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. you know, um, I had never heard of him. Really? Yeah. Never. Uh, another another artist that does a lot of work for the community. Okay. Um, the person you know who put me up on um Trade Truth Suki. Oh, Suki put okay. me up on Trade Truth. Uh, he loves Southern hip hop, Houston, um hip hop, and uh, you know Trade Truth. Uh, Trade Truth. What's his cousin name? Uh, Trade Truth. Uh, Zero. I became a big Zero fan, um, following the connection of Mike Dean doing his music, Scarface music, and Kanye music. Okay. Um, he does the singing and rapping fast kind of thing. Well, he does the rapping fast, but uh, you know, all of them. Like I, I, I fuck with Trader Truth. Um, when he drops something, it kind of goes unnoticed. I feel like Houston rappers. Excuse me, or Texas rappers, 
Texas rappers, Bay Area rappers, within their region, they are huge. Mm-hmm. But anything outside of that, they don't get the they don't get the same amount of respect that they get within their region. That's everywhere. Ah, uh, where's the five nine? Oh, uh, okay. All right. I mean, his his name rings bells in Detroit. Uh huh. Um, who we got coming out of here? Um, back when um, it was a couple dudes. They used to always show up at the parties I was bouncing at. Um, Smash and Crip. On they had one song. It was always on the radio out here. Oh, the Too Much for Me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. Outside of Baltimore, nobody heard them. Yeah, okay. So I, I just think it's it's wherever you at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's the thing about music is there's so much music per area. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is somebody outside of that area to, to transplant that song. And all of a sudden, boom, somebody's famous. And I think that's what a lot of people are chasing trying to get their song, you know, out to to another region and then hopefully it takes off from there. Mm-hmm. I do want to end it with what is your favorite Jay-Z record? Mm-hmm. Oof. It'd have to be volume either volume three um, or Blueprint 3. Oh, this nigga put, uh... He put Reasonable down on Apple Music, too. I know that he was adding it to Spotify, but... He put Reasonable down on Apple Music, too. That's crazy. He added on... He ain't added on Google yet. I, I think the nigga was just... It's my birthday. Yeah. And just... I, I know y'all gonna stream all this shit for my birthday, so... Um... Yeah, volume volume three. Um, had that that dope man song. I love that song. Ah, uh, dope man, dope. That's actually my favorite yeah. Jay Z album. Yeah, talk about the hope post man. You got those spokes man. And then uh, but but blueprint three, man. That was uh. Hey, hey, all right, if I'm if I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with blueprint three. Mm. Mm. All right. Um. Uh. Any shout outs? Anything coming up with the podcast? What you got for me? Um. Let me see. Uh. Yeah. Got. A, I got a raffle. Trying to put together. Give away a couple things. Um. Adult oriented items. But <laughs> the raffle tickets are gonna be for a good cause. <laughs> um. Nah. And then. Just uh. You know, everything's been good. Trying to get some shirts made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get these towels out. Oh, so, <laughs> nut rags. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <I> was... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are on the way. Uh, the jizz towels are coming. The jizz <laughs> towels. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so look out be on the lookout for one of those I got a little okay. Teespring store that's popping up um let's see uh, other than that man nah everything's good I'm probably gonna do maybe two more episodes and then I'm gonna take a break mm-hmm. for the new year and uh think of a whole bunch of ideas hopefully there's a couple things I didn't accomplish okay but that's just life got in the way mm-hmm. um trying to get a couple porn stars on the interview Oh, child, that's going to be good. But uh, if, if things go right, it'll all happen next year. Season two for the podcast. Stay stay tuned, you know. This is great. This is fucking great. <laughs> Jizz towels. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know how we... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord. Uh, Baltimore County forever. <laughs> Check out... I'm sorry, I didn't give a shout-out. There we go. Uh, shout-out to Noam, shout-out to Stacy, shout-out to Lowe, shout-out to JR. The council is coming back. If you guys do not know who the council is, it is a super podcast group that um, Norm and I are a part of that was started by Lowe from the desk of Lowe out of Calgary. 
and it features uh, us two and our guy uh, J.R. Swift's um, uh, yeah, shout out to Stacey, shout out to Pre, it's Pre is Dustin, the podcast, shout out to, um, Shit Vegans Eat, um, on IG, uh, Coach Class Podcast, 420 Wrap Up Podcast, um, shout out to everybody, man, I, I'm, I got stuff I really would love to accomplish in 2020, I've been thinking about, like, a lot of different things and opening up my ideas, and uh, I have something really, really special coming next year. Um, tell you guys something about it. Probably, hopefully, like in April or something like that. But, you know how we end it. And it's a wrap. See you guys next motherfucking week. Baltimore County forever. Right.